recording started. It's real now. <laughs> it is. It's real. Okay. Well, so say that stuff you were saying before. No, I'm just playing. Oh my god. Okay. So y'all, I, I just want to welcome y'all to another episode of Whiskey Sour Libations and Conversation. It's your girl Dom. That voice, if you're listening and if you're watching, this is one of my best friends. I've known this person pretty much my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so long. It's so long. Like, we, okay. So, for those listening, so y'all about to, we went to Montessori school. We met Montessori school. Our fathers are friends. I, I don't be talking to my daddy, so I don't know if he's speaking right now. You know, I'm y'all cool be testing with, with, cool with pops. But okay, and I'm like, you cool with your pops right now? So I don't know. Like, you know, people will be tussling. So here's the cool thing about Erica, aka shows, because we're gonna get into all of this, how we even got here, you know. You've always been very firm. Even when we were in high school, when it comes to boundaries, what you tolerate from people, what you don't tolerate, you said we just saw each other for the first time since high school graduation. Yeah, that's wild. I was telling my mom, like, man, I haven't seen Dominique since, like, high school. It was, like, so good. It It was was so so good. But it's also we're in communication so much via social media. Yeah. Um, It seems like. Social media. Yeah. Shot. Listen, one of the great things about social media, it kept people in contact with Honestly, each other. the few people from high school that I actually like. <laughs> still trying listen, to keep in contact with too. It, you made the cut. <laughs> listen, first of all, thank you. I'm flattered. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm probably talked to maybe five or six people in hindsight mm-hmm. when I think about it. It's so you, clear. Josh. Um, when Tamara came to LA, uh, I met up with Tamara. So I met her family. So that was okay, really nice. Cool. Um, Kiana from time to time. Um, and then you know, Jody, everybody else will be on Facebook. Jason and Gillespie mm-hmm. and I had this period when we were in college where we were consistently kicking it because nice. his best friend DP is one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. So that's how I keep up with Jason Gillespie. So nice. Yeah, but that's yeah, pretty much big things in St. Louis. Everybody, it's beautiful though to see like everybody's doing their thing. So like I pretty much keep up with a lot of people through Facebook. Like I don't like be chatting with them, but I just be like, okay, I see you post a picture of you and your kids. That's so cute, or this update and stuff like that. Yeah, like, people I actually like interact with, like you. I'm trying to think of who else. Like not too many people. Like I haven't talked to Josh in forever, but I always love Josh. That's just that's for life. Like we don't have to. We, I might not see it for ten years, and it'll just be like no time has passed. Like that's that's my guy. Yeah, that's it's weird because Josh and I will have these periods where we're talking like consistently, and then life will happen, and then we won't talk for like a couple months. But then he'll call me like, "Girl, where the hell you been?" Or I'm like, "Josh, what the fuck?" (laughs) (laughs) Josh is is just so funny because he was even just so funny when we were in high school, and it was so unintentional. Yeah, just who he was. Yeah, just. It was okay. Do you, I think I was telling you the cookie ball story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I, when I was there, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I just want to tell y'all. So y'all like what are cookie balls? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm in high school. I'm talking to our friend Josh on the phone, and he's baking cookies, but he's baking them into balls. I don't know where this concept came from, where he got this idea from. Um, yeah, because the internet 
internet wasn't popping back then. You wasn't watching no, YouTube was and finding different like, recipes and stuff. Like right. <laughs> nothing like it. Like we we were exiting Black Planet, entering MySpace. <laughs> That that's a relic of a statement, by the way. Like, listen, listen, sis. So Josh is so I said cookie balls. So in my mind, because I'm thinking how cookies work based on when I make cookies. Yes, you roll them up. Yes, mm-hmm. they flatten. Sometimes you know. So that's all I'm. I'm like so. I was like, I don't it, without a mold. That's not gonna stay that shape. Right. So that's what my mind is thinking. But hey, do you? You maybe you know something I don't know. Yo, this nigga goes to bite into the cookie ball and he chips his tooth, y'all. <laughs> That's why he chips his tooth out. Yo, I never, I never knew that origin story. Yeah, Josh. I, okay, but I, I think just forgot, but yeah, because it's kind of like raw in the middle, like. <laughs> You that's what you would think it was raw in the middle, but I guess yeah. it was burnt in the middle, or it was just hard enough on the outside. The where chip. oh my god, where it, he bit into it and he chipped his tooth. So I don't, I don't know, but I just remember this happened in the real time. And he was like, oh shit. And I'm like, well, what happened? He said, I just chipped my tooth. And his mama made him come to school the next day with that chipped tooth. Moral of the story, guys, don't make cookie balls. Don't, don't make do cookie that. balls. Yo. Don't know why I do that. I had a homegirl chip her tooth on some uh, chicken tenders when I went to Webster University. There must have been some crunchy, like overcooked it, chicken it tenders because it ain't supposed to do give that. Like, yeah, I, that place, their chicken wasn't that good to me anyway. And she had, she used to have a whole like Facebook album, like with <laughs> the this the pictures, the chip tooth, what oh, happened. Okay. I, I was yeah, like, chicken so, tenders, like, this is a chicken tender album. Maybe. Like, I was like, I don't know why y'all be eating that wow. It's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> Erica, I just want to catch up, like, because I know you and your entire family. Sure. So I would like to go through, like, a little history. You know, we was, like, how's your family? What's going on? How You this have a new good. family that I, I just know, found out about. Mama, oh, my little baby, little Yali. Yes. My little girl, Yael. So she's... Gosh, she's eight months now. It's wild. Like, time has, like, flown by. I feel like I literally just birthed her, like, last week. Like, it, like people say the time flies. Like, it literally, like, it's crazy how fast it flies. So I'm, like, trying the best I can to be present right now. But she's she's such an adorable baby. She's a little under the weather now. Um, but she'll get better. She, we're just giving her extra cuddles, you know, Aww. nursing her extra, stuff like that, doing whatever she needs. But... Yeah, like she's such a good baby. Like I feel like God, like He knew how much I can handle. Like she's she's not like an overwhelming baby. You know? Like she doesn't cry too much. She's pretty chill and stuff like that. So I'm like, you knew, you knew God. Because if I had like one of those colicky babies, like <laughs> I probably would have had like a really really tough like postpartum like depressive you know mode and stuff like that. But like she's actually she's just a happy baby. Like when you met her, you saw her. Like she's. Yeah, she's good. She's good. She's so, so pretty. She's so cute. Yeah, she's my little doll baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's a she's a sweetheart. So, but yeah, she's good vibes. I mean, that's really like what my past year has been like about. Like before I had her, just like getting into like the motherhood mode, like preparing myself to have a baby, like give birth, and then now just like still like just discovering 
myself discovering all the new stages that she brings and stuff like that and um yeah discovering who i am in this new like stage of my life which is it's actually pretty cool like i i enjoy it like there's certain things that are challenging for sure i'm not gonna like front like motherhood just like all around amazing because it's not but <laughs> like, i'm not saying it's horrible i'm not like a doom and gloom person i'm not being pessimistic but realistically yeah, there are challenges and stuff like that and you definitely there's struggles especially to put yourself first because you want to put your baby first like if you don't like you're a weird girl if you like if you don't want to like if you don't at least want it i'm not saying you have to do it but like for real like just honestly like you have to prioritize yourself like i've heard this phrase multiple times like you can't fill from an empty cup and that is so true and i've like really really started to grasp that like now that i'm a mother like before like i definitely was always been like a giver like kind of a people pleaser want to make other people happy and I realized that like if I'm exhausted I don't take care of myself like I can't I can't give to her I can't take care of her and stuff like that so trying to do that in a healthy way to prioritize yourself and to have balance and stuff but it's been good it's been an interesting year it's been definitely an interesting very rewarding and fulfilling but also challenging uh you know past eight months and stuff so it's it's been good yeah so yeah I want to talk about Kenny because Kenny and I worked together briefly. When? Where? Oh, when I managed at Lucky Brand for a week. Oh, wow. I think he was at the Galleria? No, we worked at Frontenac. Okay. Or as the people in St. Louis say, Frontenac. We worked together for like a week and Kenny had put his notice in. So I think I was coming in as he, it was like his last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kenny, I never went back. It was like day three or four. And I just was like, I ain't about this life. Look, if Kenny didn't want to work there, it ain't it. Kenny yeah. will quit on the dime. Like, Kenny be like, you know what? I just walked in there and I didn't feel good vibes. So I quit. Like I was working there for two <laughs> weeks and nope, it didn't feed me. So nope, not doing it. Like, yep. you know, he's unapologetic about, that's one thing I love about him. And um, I learned from him. He's very unapologetic about if it's not giving what I wanted to give is gone. Like he's very much like, like that. And that, you know, people will be like, ah, oh, that's not stable. You need to keep hold down a job till you get another job. He's like, whatever. I'll be okay. I'll figure so- it out. He always lands on his feet. There's the difference, though. Yes, that works for people that have a hustler mentality. Yeah, everybody's not feel like that. (laughs) No, me, I'd be like, I'm holding on to this job. Like, no, I'm a hold on. They gonna have to let me go. Depending on what my savings is looking like that month, right? It will let me know what to do. I'm proud for all my family members. Like everyone's like doing their own thing, like their own niche. Like you know. Mark's doing the real estate thing. He's booming with the real estate. Like it's 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 doing really good in St. Louis right now. Like his uh, company has a lot of good, uh, a lot of good. Um, you know, I don't know how. What do you call it? I feel like I can't think right now. Like you know, he just got. He has a good, very good reputation in St. Louis. Like, and he's doing a lot of good sales. He has a good team and stuff like that, and it's growing. So. Very That's happy because Mike Butler, Mike Mark was mean to me, y'all. Mike, Mark, Mark, since we were children, I, I Mark, I want to go on the record and say this. <laughs> Don't come at Mark. Asshole. That's my brother. That's my best friend. I, I get that. Cool. And 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 y'all looks just like him and your mama. It's so funny. I was like, so did Mark have this baby? Like, what the, what the hell? Yo, Mark, Mark would be so mean to me. And then I cut so mind you, okay, so I transfer into our high school so 
Erica and I have known each other. We're, I'm serious. Yeah. Same elementary school, right? We went to the same elementary school. Part of ways. Then high school, I transferred to Parkway North. I go to my math class. Who is in my fucking math class? Mark <laughs> Butler. <laughs> Who is being annoying to me? Mark <laughs> Butler. I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand. He don't be annoying to people he don't like. So obviously he's going to like you. He's going to like, you know, try to shoot the breeze with you, talk to you and stuff like that. That's Mark though. He always knew how to, you know, keep a conversation up still 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 to this day so <laughs> you gotta love it you have to love it mark's who he is man that's yeah that's like one of my best that probably is my best friends like one of my closest friends we talk like literally like every other day and stuff Aww. so yeah that's Aww. my boo you can't say nothing bad about mark because i'm gonna come Shit. for you <laughs> that's my boo oh and i have words for you for mark he said why you stand him up when y'all was in la speaking of mark speaking of Mark was mean to you. Why are you mean to Mark? No, because he I have to put you no, on the no, podcast. No. Okay, first of all, Mark. Clear the air. Where am I? Where, okay, okay. First of all, when you told me you was coming, I already knew I had something going on. And then I invited you somewhere. And I think something happened with your flight. So it wasn't a me problem. It was a, a, a airline problem. So that had nothing to do with Ooh. me. But I feel like low-key there was no follow-up. I know he said but you it's ghosted cool. him. He said it, you didn't do the follow up. Well, I don't know. I didn't see the screenshots of the text, so I don't know. You know, so I don't. You know, I'm just, I'm just gossiping. To be honest with you, that's all. I'm Andy, doing. let's let's talk about so, y'all. Okay, so it's also, a lot. Right. It's, it's a lot. We just, you know what? Let's move on. Right. <laughs> Who else? Well, then, right. Let's move saying, on. We're gonna get into our subject. Brothers. You know, John Jay. Jalen is the girl, and I know. have to catch myself. Okay, so Jalen is one of the hottest producers out here. You Period. guys like an artist, artist. He, it's, I ain't even okay. Now, if you show this now, John, now, now, I and I'll be having a hard time because I be wanting to call him John in real life, and I remember his original name, Jay West, from the MySpace days. Oh, snaps. But, <laughs> Oh, right way back yeah way back and then we're gonna get into your business uh i feel like i feel like yes i bit his style yeah he you think travis scott bit his style that's mm -hmm. interesting well i want to tell him that after this after we record this oh don't tell him that i don't uh, <laughs> we're souping up his head i i soup up all my family members head yeah the like the, the 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 cadence, how he the delivery, and I was just like, it's certain things. Lucky John is a legend. Jay is a legend in the industry. Yeah. If you like, if you really look at his career and break it down, and like he created like a top ten hit, you know, like like not even I'm not saying not trying, but like he he created like akon's biggest hit pretty much yes. like and like he created a lot of different sounds and like even his sound right now is like a very signature sound and stuff like that that like i don't feel like a lot of other artists are doing but he's a legendary like if you think about like all, he he was on scream and shout he did a lot of hits back in the day that people just don't know about people don't know because he's so humble he's just so yeah. humble he don't he's not that type of person that'll go on twitter go on Instagram or go on social media and like try to like scream out all his accomplishments like oh yeah I need to you know yeah you know, you know like he don't need that he just he does it for love of the music it comes from a really genuine place and that's why who he is and that's why he has a success and 
has had been able yeah. to recreate himself and still be successful and stuff. So shout yeah. out. But Miss Miss Sosh Erica. That's good. Get into my business. What's my business? I am like, <laughs> you know, I we like we you said, didn't talk social- it up. People gonna think it's not as interesting as you're making it seem. Like no, because it is. Especially in the there's climate. no tea, guys. There's no tea. First of all, there is tea because Erica. So listen, listen. Prom night. Erica- <laughs> <laughs> there never be a little tea. And I'm still trying to find that man's picture so I can prove to you who this guy was. Uh, okay, so we. Okay, so first of all, let's. I went to prom by myself. Um. But Erica goes to prom with somebody that oh. was madly in love with her. I would say madly in love, but he no, had a crush. Let me embellish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> leaves, her, leaves him high and dry and goes away, leaves with the person that she is married to now that also That's went to true. our high school. He didn't go to our high school. Uh-uh. He did not. He... He was in college, low key. I was definitely uh, <laughs> dating so the you, older guy. Wait, so how did wait. I meet this guy? How did I meet him? So I met him when I was. Uh, I used to be a lifeguard at Aquaport, and he came to Aquaport with his family. And like I g down on him. Like I saw him. He came up to me, started talking, and I was like, "You should just take down my number and call me sometime." <laughs> and like you know what? I was so unstable back then too, because like I gave my number and my phone got cut off that week. <laughs> so he calling me and my phone number is off. And I think he tried like two times or something like that, two or three times. And like my phone got cut back on. <laughs> so then we start talking. But he's like, the first time I called you, it was like disconnected. <laughs> he's like, why would she give me the wrong number if she gave me her number? <laughs> like, so <laughs> I started off on a bad foot. But no, he didn't go to high school with us. But I did I like he was in high school with us. No, okay, no, cool. he didn't. But like I dated him. Like we talked throughout my senior year in high school. Okay. And I did not know Tyrone liked me like that. If Tyrone would have made it be known earlier in that year, or some point in time in that year, because he would always Tyrone treated me like Mark treated you. Like he would always make fun of me in class. We would always be jonesing on each other and stuff like that. So what you're saying is that Mark liked me. And just didn't know how to say You're a beautiful that. lady. Who wouldn't like you? Okay, period. Like, probably half that school liked you and wanted to date you and stuff. That's so. not true. Guys, guys, I'm very flattered that my friend is giving me these things, but that's not true. Um, I'm just saying, like, you definitely were top, top 10 in the school because, you know. But anyway... So he never made it known he really had a crush on me. And like when he asked me out, I, it was like very like nonchalant. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. Like, okay. <laughs> I was planning on going to the prom by myself, but he asked me. So I said, yeah, but he never tried to talk to me or like date me, take me out on a date. He just said, even if he asked me to prom, he never was like, okay, let's go hang out before prom. Like we only hung out really? that night. So I had no wow. idea he had a crush on me. So it was like, he played himself kind of like shout out to Tyrone. I hope you're doing well. Like, no hate. Like, maybe that was like your villain origin story and you're like killing a game right now. But like, but he never made it known. So yeah, so I left him high and dry. We went to Steak and Shake after prom. And I was like, he's like, so what are we doing? Like, I have my friends are having a party. You want to come? We can hang out. I'm like, no, my man outside. And you're gonna pay for this, right? So bye. <laughs> 
I feel kind of bad, but I also don't. Like, you know what? I'm sure he's living his life, and I'm sure that made him a better person having that experience. And I'm sorry if I was a little toxic for you, Tyrone, but you know what? You probably just learned early. That just helped you helped you get where you need to go. Oh so. my god, Erica. See, this is why. <laughs> so call me. I just I, I birthed them. I birthed them. I don't raise them. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is it's so funny because now like you're dating, you know, your guy which turns into your husband. Right. But you ultimately like on uh, you're on this journey of exploration, self-discovery. Yeah. So he introduced me to Judaism. So I guess that's okay. like the the big T, yeah. Like I I converted to Orthodox Judaism about almost 12 years, maybe 12 years ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was the one that introduced so, me. So, to so you're not a black Israelite. Girl, hell no, they crazy. Like, I don't know if you got black Israelite followers or people listen to this, but if they want the smoke, they can get the smoke. But no, I'm not. <laughs> they they weird. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't hate well, I do be hating on people. Like, let me be honest with who I am, but like <laughs> I'm a little messy, but like no, nah, they weird. They weird and crazy. And I'm not, no, I'm just a regular good old Jewish person. Like, but no, nah, he was the one who um, introduced me to it because okay. he was on a journey. He was actually, he, when he was younger, he was a part of a Hebrew Israelite group and like, he knew that like, this wasn't it. This wasn't for real. So he kind of went on his own spiritual journey and he knew he wanted to be Jewish. And at the time we were dating and I was like, this is interesting, but like, I was also like, low key, this is kind of crazy too. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. So, but it was interesting. Like, I've definitely um, vibe with some of the intellectual, like just certain stuff you have to do as a Jewish woman. Like, you can't touch your man for two months out of the the two weeks out of the month and stuff like that when you're like on your cycle afterwards. No, not just it's not just intimacy. Like, you can't touch at all. Like, you can't shake his hand or like. Or the keeping kosher or Shabbos and stuff like that. Like, you're not being able to turn on and off lights for one day a week and stuff like that. And you can't cook regularly. I was like, I was really into, like, the intellectual part of, like, studying the Torah and learning, like, all relearning really kind of, like, all these stories and these things from, like, that I learned as a kid and as a young, like, you know, teenager from, like, being in the church. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, this is such a different way of, like, living that I don't think, or just, like, dressing modestly, like, I was a tomboy ever since I was a kid. You knew me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't own a dress when I first started learning about Judaism. Like I literally didn't own a dress or a skirt. All I had was pants, like (laughs) pants and like sweatshirts and stuff like that was very, very strong into my tomboy era. So like, it just wasn't, I was just like, this is women only wear skirts. They can't wear pants. Like it was just so many differences. I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is right for me. And then at that time we were, we were kind of in a a difficult point in our relationship so, like, our relationship was kind of, we were kind of on the outs. I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I can't say I'm going to want to be Jewish or go down this journey, like, and be with you. So, I'm just going to, we split up. And I still started, like, I still started to continue that journey as far as, like, learning for myself and looking stuff up. And I got connected to um, an Orthodox group called Kabad and kind of started learning with them. And I was like, okay. I think when it came for me and I wasn't do, I was doing it by myself and kind of just doing it at my own pace mm-hmm. and not with someone it became my own journey. It wasn't like a joint journey mm. that we were doing together. It was something I was doing for myself and I could, you know, choose not to do something or choose to go at my own pace and stuff. And I think that was really what was empowering that made me be like, okay, 
these are the things I like about it. These are the things I find interesting. So I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into to that, those pieces and these other pieces. Okay. If I really want to be Jewish, if I really want to go down this route, like I'll take my time with it. But I knew when I started dressing like modestly and like I had like skirts and I looked up in my closet and I had like five skirts. I'm like, okay, I think, I think I can do this now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think, you know, I think I can, I think this is what I'm going to do. And I, I think I seriously want to do this. So I started the actual process because it's an actual process to become Jewish. Like you, at least to become like, I mean, any, any level, I would say level or stream of Judaism, whether you want to be like reformed, conservative or orthodox or whatever, like there's a process, but the orthodox process is very particular that you, you can't really be orthodox unless you live in a community with other observant orthodox jews so i had to like okay. move to a community where you know the main community here in chicago um and really ingratiate myself to the community connect with the rabbi learn about like what does it really mean to be jewish and what does it mean to convert and you know you got to show that you're really doing this like for a real reason that you really want to you know you're doing it for the right reasons and not for the wrong reason because unfortunately a lot of people convert um for the wrong reasons and they don't last and they kind of flame out in the community and it causes problems and mm. it's drama and it's tea but like you know for me at that oh, point, i saw that show on netflix i know you're right <laughs> well, that show wasn't super accurate but like <laughs> <laughs> like that's a whole other thing <laughs> but, it is, but like it's just more so you have to you have to really want it for the right reasons and like for me doing the journey by myself helped me to like I feel like wanted for the right reasons and wanted for myself and it really came from within me and like honestly it a lot of the parts of the practical aspects of living a life as a Jewish person or I would say as an observant Jewish person um is very different from how I was raised and like just my my lifestyle is very different now but the aspect of wanting to live your your life in a godly manner in a way that you're connecting with godliness and everything you do um was kind of something that like I don't know I feel like feeling a part of that I was raised like that like you know we were definitely always in the church growing up and we were definitely always like ingrained in us that like you're living a life in service of God like that's what Mm. you're supposed to be doing so that piece your dad dad, I'm sorry your dad is a pastor right or yeah he's I don't think he's a he doesn't have his own place now but he used to be a pastor but he's still a minister for sure he's a minister at somebody else's church right now but um but yeah but like that's just how my like that's my background so like it felt that felt like very in tune with like my most um inner self I would say like okay this is what is my motivation? Why do I even care about Judaism? Is because I want to have a strong relationship with God and I want to, I'm on a journey to be as close to God as I can. So how do I do that from a practical, like how do I operationalize that? You know, that's what I say in like my corporate jobs. Like, okay, how are we going to operationalize this? So this is my goal. How do I operationalize that? So I felt like the Judaism is how I operationalize that and stuff. And it's been a beautiful struggle. Like it's not easy being Jewish for sure. Even after 12 years of doing it, like there's still, there's still things that are tough. Like my brother, Mark, I'm not Mark. Michael got married in a church on Shabbos. So I couldn't go to his wedding. And that was really tough for me. That was really tough for our relationship. That was tough for me personally. Cause I really wanted to be there, but I couldn't be there. Cause you, you're not supposed to go into a church and you can't really do something like that on, on the Sabbath day. So it was, that was tough, but like, it's also, you know, for so me, can like, you ex- explain the Sabbath day to me and the listener. Like oh, what okay, is the yeah. Sabbath? So the yeah. Sabbath day is the day of rest. So biblically in the Bible, um, they say God created the world, um, in six days and on the end of the sixth day, on the seventh day, he rested. So, so that would rest- be 
on Saturday? No, it would be it would be Saturday because Saturday. Okay, the week okay. starts on Sunday. Okay, okay. Yeah, Sunday, Monday. I, I'm math is not my strong suit, so I'm not gonna count it all out. But yeah, so, if you look at the calendar, it starts on Saturday, yes. and yeah. then the last day of the week is really is Friday. So Saturday, Friday night through Saturday night is called is the Sabbath day. Um, okay. So that is a period when in the biblical from the biblical narrative uh god rested from creation so man should also rest from creating things and he should rest and that's a time a special time period where we connect with god and we just we rest like not just like physically like you sleeping all day but like you're resting for doing the mundane things that you would do during the week so you're not working Mm -hmm. um there are practical things like different um they call it malaka or certain things that you can't do that you so but you it's it's really about disconnecting, disconnecting from the world, disconnecting from the week and connecting, connecting back in with God. And it's a okay. certain way you do it. So there definitely is a lot of different laws of what you can and can't do. Um, but the again, the goal is to con- connect to the higher, the higher self, the higher purpose, you know, God okay. and stuff like that. So you spend a lot of time like the men, they go to the synagogue and pray. Women can go to you have nice meals where you connect with other people, um, okay. connect with your family. You're supposed to learn on that day. You're supposed to rest too, take your time, rest. But it's supposed to be a joyful thing. Um, and it's really a beautiful gift. I feel like I wish people who weren't Jewish could um, find a way to enjoy something like that within their, their week because it's such a rejuvenating thing to know that like every week I have yeah. a day where I just. I re-energize myself, you know? Yeah. I feel like right now it's so big and like social media to do like your Sunday reset and stuff like that. Like that's kind of what Shabbos is from a spiritual perspective. It's like a reset. You you reset yourself and you know, this is what I'm doing it for versus like always being in the rat race trying to, you know, you know, work, work, work and life, life, life. Like, nah, we slowing down. So it's good. Yeah. No, I think um, that's funny you bring that up because on the weekends, you know, I have my business And so I've been trying to like buckle down and become more focused. So on my weekends, I'm working in the sense of like creating a, you know, like my candles and all that stuff. But I was literally telling my, my sister, um, you know, I think I'm going to start taking an additional day off, you know, maybe like once or twice a month, I'll have a three day weekend and it'll likely be that Friday um, so I can just work through and then so I can like have a moment where I'm just like resting yes. and like resting back into myself because I this weekend I did it again. I worked through the entire weekend and I'm like, fuck, it's Monday. <laughs> and you're like exhausted. You're supposed to I'm exhausted. Like I, I was talking to our CFO today and he was like, you know, how are you? And I was like, man, I'm tired. He's like, I'm fucking tired. Like, I don't want to like <laughs> okay, that Fanny feel- Lou Hammer. I'm sick and tired of it. Sick I- and tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I I think our generation and it's something that probably some of our our counterparts like that might be mm-hmm. you know older than us are starting to realize and and it's something that we learned during covid like think about how the world stopped mm. and you know the conversations i was having with people from like certain gener- like i haven't had a break in 30 something years or I don't know what that, what that's like. And yes, you know, I've made all this money, but I've never really been able to enjoy the fruits of my labor or people Mm. thinking that. And then you still have people, you know, cause like, you know, like one of the conversations I had my dad, he was like, 
you know, but people just don't want to work. They lazy. And I'm like, no, it's that people are overworked. They're right. overworked. They're underpaid. Nobody wants to do that. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, I, it's so, it's so, it's so funny because that just triggered that. I'm like, man, like that really spoke to me because I, I think that's something yeah, that you, we people all deserve it. You deserve yeah. rest. Like not only do you deserve it just from intrinsic, like perspective of being a, a being on this world, people deserve rest. Like if God can rest, you can rest too. You're like, you're yeah. allowed. Like, like not only do you deserve it, like it's yours. It's a gift that you should be able to give to yourself. Like it's, you know, like yeah i feel like more people we need to know how to disconnect but it's hard mm-hmm. like i feel like it's tough too like in this just in this era of like instant like everything's in an instant anything you can you know instant gratification you yeah. know it's hard to disconnect and stuff so yeah. like i feel like the sabbath mode is like being going going to shabbos is like you have to like i mean yes i was talking to my boss about this like yes nobody's like peeking in my house making sure like I'm not on the phone or something like that and stuff like that but like because you know like you're doing it like you're doing it for a higher purpose and like okay I know like no one knows whether I'm keeping the full you know Shabbos or not but like me and God do so I'm gonna you know shout outs to him like I'm gonna do what I need to do so yeah you know but it's like you deserve to have something holy and sacred in your life that you really commit yourself to and I'm not talking about like religion so to speak for everyone um but just like something like a practice or something where you take care of yourself and feed yourself so yeah that's that's what it is so I I'm really I feel like there's a saying in um a lot of in Judaism that like as much as the Jews have kept Shabbos Shabbos have kept the Jews meaning like that has helped them to preserve their culture and they're um, kind of just who they are and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's a very, it, it's a it's a blessing. It's a very special gift and stuff. So I wish people could also experience something like that in their lives. But like, yeah, man, take your rest, you know? Yeah. That's something, that. rest, peace. Yes. Peace is, is real. Peace is real. And happiness It's just... You know, I was mm. I was saying this last week. Um, just you know, these are luxuries that we all can afford, right? Yeah. I and honestly I feel like if we're using like language, like they're not luxuries, they should yeah. be their birthrights. Oh when you're saying it like that, it's a difference. Like it's not a luxury, because I feel like when it's a luxury, luxury is something like that's not a need, but like no, you need peace, you need happiness, you need rest, you need, you know, these are birthrights, these things are that you deserve period yes Full stop like so here's the reason it. why i i put it into that realm of luxury right because we know that it's a birthright we know that these things are are like we we it is like we demand those things right mm-hmm. but then the regamarole of the day in and out like you said of the rat race that happens yeah. to people, there's this conditioning that happens to us where it's like those things are kind of like, oh, that's a no-no. Like it's frowned upon, and so right. it's, it's, it's access. So when we think about luxury to a certain degree and normalizing it, we deserve mm. access to that. We deserve to have it. We've worked our asses off for it, and we've gotten to this point where it's like, I worked hard to get to this place. This is mine. Like, and and that's right. why I always say it's a luxury that we can all afford. But mm. nobody, no, a lot of people don't want to do the work. I'll do it, yeah. Right. That, I mean, it's but it's priority, like just like yeah. other things in life. If you don't prioritize it, 
what you prioritize is what you you know what comes yeah. primary and stuff and sometimes yeah. we just don't prioritize ourselves like and I I'm not speaking like this like I'm some guru like I know I, I don't know it all and I, I'm, I have things in my life that I need to work on and prioritize more too so like this is just me going through that journey of knowing and like you know just like yes you gotta yeah. you gotta put yourself first you gotta put the things that you deserve first and stuff like that and Yes, rest, happiness, and peace are things everyone deserves. And so prioritize it. Yeah, is is we we have to get to this point where and it's just certain stuff where it's just like if it it disrupts anything, I'm like, mm, no. And people feel like you like, oh, you you're copping. No, like it's it, yeah. I have to exert energy in a space that I don't want to. And I literally was explaining that to uh, one of my play brothers today on the phone. Cause we were talking about just different, different things. And I said to him, I had to tell someone, I said, Hey, when it, whatever happens next year, when it comes to this, this visit that you guys do, whatever, there's certain, I can't compromise on mm -hmm. my level of comfort anymore. Uh, certain people that I want to be around. I said, I just can't do that. And I said, and I love you but I will not be making that sacrifice anymore because to Slowly. me, I'm sacrificing myself mm -hmm. when I do that, you know, and it's not worth that to me. That's so beautiful. Have, yeah. yeah. Boundaries, like people, like, I feel like it, it gets a bad rap, but like boundaries are like, I feel like when you see them as like, I love you enough that I want to tell you what is healthy for me. So you would know what's healthy for me, what works for me, because yeah. I love you so much. Because if I don't love you, like the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. It's like, I don't care yeah. about you if I don't love you. So like, I love you so much that I want you to know what, you know, what are my boundaries? Because I want yeah. you to be within those so that I can show you that love. So I feel like people be like, oh, boundaries, you people be asking for too much, y'all too special and stuff like that. Like, no, like this is how I can love you. So this yeah. is how I could be your friend and stuff. So yeah. yeah. Kudos to you. That's so healthy. It's 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 something that I, I had been working on kind of for a long time. And this it really, whoo, baby, the way that it, I was being tested. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, this don't feel good. This is not right for me. Mm. And I and I found myself kind of bending to be, you know, like for the sake of certain people where it was something else that was happening. And I was like, oh, it's a hard no for me. So I'm like, why am I doing this here? Like, why am I right, and this and one, I'm like, not, dreading yeah. this? I'm like, no, like I said, hey, I love you, bro. But this is, this is enough for me. So if I have to miss out on something, I'm okay with that. You it's know, life will go <laughs> right. on. Life will go on. There'll be plenty more of occasions where we can celebrate, but I, I just cannot, I can't, I can't. That's beautiful, so, man. That's good. Ah, so I, I want to know um, your take, be it that you're on this journey with everything that's been happening. Are you on my take of the Kanye, Kyrie? Kanye, Kyrie, <laughs> just this new woke culture, the black Israelites, so, all that. Because I, I, for a second, for, hold on. Like, we can we got to take it person by person because I feel like Kyrie and Kanye are two different. Like, it's two, they I are. mean, they both of them, like. Kanye purposely did anti-Semitic things and like with Kanye it's like a, I won't say it's closer to my home but it's very close to my brother's home since he worked with Kanye and works with Kanye and so, so I which is really tough so and I ain't trying to mess up nobody's bag 
So, especially my brother's bag. So get your coins. But I think that, um, gosh, I was talking, actually, I was talking to a few of my brothers about this. Um, and I feel like for one, a lot of, honestly, I feel like a lot of the anti-Semitism that we see from some of these black celebrities and from like the echo chamber of people who post underneath their posts and post stuff is like, well, they're just telling the truth. You know, the Jews are like that. That's why they ruin their lives. If they don't control the media, then how are they able to do all this stuff? I feel like it really, it really comes from a place of pain. Like mm-hmm. it's pain. It's this, I feel like it's so much about, it's pain. Like you, there's a little, there, there's obviously some jealousy there from like, at least I, I feel like from my perspective, my own opinion, let me just clarify. This is not the opinion of anybody else in my family. With Kanye, he even said it, like he was jealous of like how, you know, good Jews are, seem to have it and stuff like that. But for one, first off, let's back up because when you say things like the Jews, like, that's also, I feel like, um, inherently anti-Semitic. Like you can't, you can't, you can't, you know, describe a whole group of people as the insert the group. Like you can, but like that's that's automatically racist. Like if people, yeah. if white people said the blacks, you know, <laughs> like like that's a little weird. Like that's a little I mean, racist. We're, like we're whatever they say right now you know, they in say nice is gonna be sound a little racist. Like the blacks are so athletic. Like the blacks are so smart. Like. No, that still sounds weird. Like, why are you yeah. saying it like that? So I think that's inherently a little bit. But I think, honestly, to go back to my point of, like, I feel like it comes from a place of pain. And I think that's what a lot of people who have these, say these certain things or repeat these age-old stereotypes about Jewish people, about Jewish culture. It comes from a place of pain because I understand, like, Black people have been through so, so much in this country. And the difference, a big difference between Black people and Jewish people is, like, the Jew- Jewish people, I'm gonna call them the Jews. I know, I was like, ma'am. <laughs> we just said this. I know, I was like, ma'am, you can't say <laughs> that. <laughs> Jewish people left Egypt. They left the place where they were slaves. Just think about that. They left Egypt so long ago. Black people ain't never left their Egypt. Black people are still literally in, Black people are walking across the same land that their ancestors were beaten to death on and enslaved and sold as cattle and stuff. Like, we're literally on that same land if you live in the South or in the North, wherever you are in America. Like, somebody indigenous has suffered in that area, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part. And so it's so much pain. And I feel like when there's so much pain, and you don't deal with it from a healing perspective if I want to heal my pain, like it comes out when you're hurting others, you know, hurt people, hurt people. That's, you know, a famous phrase that we hear a lot. And so I feel like that's where a lot of it comes from. It comes from a place of pain and and unprioritized healing. Like you haven't healed yourself because if you were about healing yourself and about positivity, you wouldn't have no energy to talk negative about anyone else because you would just be so deep into your bag, into what you need to do for yourself and trying to heal your people. It wouldn't matter about all that stuff. So I think that's I think one that, piece of it. I, th- I think one of the things too that happens too is that I mean, with the 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 the, the conversation regarding, I always tell people, I'm like, okay, look at the history of the world, you know, or if we go, if we go based on the creation, or if you're if you believe in evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, I I tell people I'm like it all stems back from Africa, right? So you have to think about. I understand what you're saying when people say, "Well, you know, black people they're original, they're the original Jews." I'm like, okay, I hear you, 
But I'm like, with that being said, but, I'm like, I'm no, like, it's like not even like from a historical standpoint, can people be like that also too? Like, I mean, again, I'm not gonna have no people your lights coming onto my Instagram and my social media is trying to troll me, but I don't care because I don't, <laughs> I don't even block them. I just don't care. But like, my thing is that. Honestly, I you know if you learn about like the history of Jewish people, like that's not that's they they Jewish people are Middle Eastern. They came from the Middle East. Like there was no all of life. You could say all of life came from Africa. Hundred percent true. That's yeah. true. That's not we not can't make that up. That's science. Like whatever. But like the Jewish people, as of for if, even if you're taking the biblical origin, or even if you're taking like I'm, we're doing this based on the study of archaeology and the study of civilizations and history and when people start to identify as Jewish people versus, you know, when other cultures started or other civilizations started to recognize or put in their, their you know, ancient writings about Jewish people, about people from that region. Like, it was, they wasn't talking about African people and people from, you know, Africa. It was a Middle Eastern civilization, a Middle Eastern group of people. So, like, no, that's not. I just don't think. I think that's that's a little inaccurate. But I, a lot of that comes from, unfortunately, a lot of misinformation, and it's like a lot of misinformation from these African Hebrew Israelites who, like they, it's just they they a little weird. Like I'm not gonna. This is not gonna be like a hate on African Hebrew Israelite like movement day. Like we're not gonna do that podcast. But like it's a lot of misinformation and the stuff that they be spewing, and a lot of stuff they be spewing is um hateful misogynistic too well, very misogynistic was, like well, anti-semitic hateful stuff erica people don't read you know no. we just, we, we, and and that's what it really boils down to because when you understand like when we when we think about like religion and organized or organized religion as a whole mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like christianity and and and, and you know different and, and yes this has existed throughout different regions of the world but in hindsight when you really think about like the origin and things how because like think about a sentence in any book mm-hmm. we, we've experienced this in english class where what did you think this meant right and then you can interpret it one way and i can ter- can interpret it something completely different yes yeah, that's that's life. That's two people. That's telephone. Like, like we play in the game of telephone yeah. as a kid. Like, yeah, everyone sees things differently. But I think I just have a, a real bad issue with people who say that like Jewish people aren't the real Jewish people and that black people are the real Jewish people. Now, if we go from for, for one, Jewish people are not a monolith as far as like their culture. There are Jewish yeah. people from all over the world. Yeah. Like almost every country in every culture, like every part of the world has had a Jewish like group of people there. Like, so yeah. I think you're discounting all the Sephardic Jew- Jewish people. You di- When you're saying black people are the real Jew- you're discounting Ethiopian Jews, which yeah. have like an actual DNA linkage <laughs> to being Jewish. Now, we I will say this, that there is truth that there are a lot of people who have Jewish DNA who aren't necessarily Ashkenazi European Jewish people, for sure. Right. No, there's a whole separate group of people who are not Ashkenazi Jews, which are they can be white passing Ashkenazi Jews can be white passing we'll just put that out there but you're discounting everyone else and then two just because you have Jewish DNA or Jewish linkage doesn't make you um from the background of like 
Jewish like law, like it doesn't make you Jewish. Like I was talking to Mark about this. We have Jewish DNA. My grandfather on my my mom's side had had Jewish DNA. He did DNA tests like before he passed away. He had Jewish DNA. It's like that didn't make me Jewish just because we had two percent or whatever his percent of you know DNA was Jewish. So it's it, it is true that like yeah when the Jews were exiled from Israel um, back after the Second Temple they went everywhere so there's probably yeah. a lot of people in the world who have some DNA linkage or some you know ancestry that dates back to just the Hebrews but that doesn't make them more Jewish than people who have kept the Torah all this time and kept all these religious laws and have cleaved to that culture into that land and stuff like that so it's just like. It's just giving really, yeah. like, for honestly, it's giving really weird vibes. Like, that's like me being like, oh, you know, I'm the real Native American. Like, these, these, America, these okay. Cherokee oh, nations oh, ain't Cherokees. Like, mm, like, it's no, just I, giving, I, like, I, you I, really... I understand. I understand. And, and so, I, and I also want to say thank you for giving that insight because that broke down a lot of different narratives and, and variables. It's the same thing how we do when, oh, she black, but she not black, or you hey, know what I mean. Like, so I get it, and so I understand. I understand the lineage and, and what happens, and you know different things. People, you know, exile, people separate out, and you create your own culture or whatever, and you're so far removed. But I just wanted to have like a, 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 a in depth, a quick in depth, you know, conversation in regards to what does that look like on the end of someone that is, you know, like, Oh, I, I converted. This is what this means. This is what this looks like. When you say this, this is why this, this is offensive to us. Yeah. Because it just, it discredits your experience. Um, but like, I feel like it discredits, um, like it tries to, yeah, it tries to discredit your identity and, and yeah. it discredits all of that history. Cause they're in and two, saying that and purporting that stereotype and that miss like that myth and mistruth about Jews is so it's anti-semitic because it's so close to what we have seen happen to Jewish people and so many different um iterations of you know just Jewish people being in the world like yeah. there's been all these different programs when they were in Europe and other areas where like people would say anti-semitic things like that like Jewish people aren't the real Jewish people like that's that was a Nazi propaganda like or like you know they run the media and they can try, try to control the world like those were literally Nazi propaganda like talking points and stuff like that so I understand also why people who are Jewish and who are in places of power they're like we're not having that because that's exactly what happened in Nazi Germany right before the Shoah right before the Holocaust is that all these propaganda was going on like for so long and people didn't think that was going to happen but then you know it happened yeah so it's like it's your you can't when you know that that's the history and that happened like when people say never again because that's the whole like rallying cry about you know holocaust remembrance it's like we're not letting that happen again never again like yes yeah, so when you hear hints of it we're not going for that we nah so okay so i like, want to stay here i want to stay here right mm -hmm. um so i th i think the frustration like you're saying and i think why at least what i'm seeing on my my timeline because i i have it curated mm -hmm. i think i don't think black people and, and unfortunately 
people don't uh don't realize for every action there's a reaction right and so sometimes mm. when you think before you before when you speak before you think there's you say the wrong thing so the conversation that's happening is like okay well Kanye wasn't canceled when he said slavery was a choice he wasn't canceled when he said this or said that so true which is a shame. Is, I said it, and it is a shame because at the end of the day, we know, unfortunately, we're based off the color of, of our skin and not the content sure. of our character. Shout out to Martin Luther King. For Shout outs. Um, and so I think so. That's the frustration. But then it also where it's like, no, you know, Jews are. Look at you, what you did. You almost made me Jewish say people this. say, okay, Jewish I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this because I do it too. So it's no, like, you gotta unlearn. It's, it's, I don't know if like, that's a black yeah. thing because a lot of times when we say stuff, we we'll be saying stuff. whites, you know, the white folks, yeah, you know, you know, we'll put that because I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to the Ralphs, or I'm and so it's just called Ralphs, right? Why do I do that? Like, why? it's black, it's African American vernacular English, yeah. Like, so, I think what happens is is that we're looking at it on this stance of like a united front from Jewish people, whereas like we're looking at each other and it's like, okay, well, this is fucked up because when certain things or, or when people say or react to us a certain way, it just gets swept under the rug. But yeah. now there are consequences. Well, okay. When it happens I, to Jewish people, because when it happens when it, but and I'm like also, I'm like, okay. It's fucked up on both fronts, right? For sure. I'm like, now this person that is Jewish or is on that board, they hold a higher, not and not it's not a higher power. So, but sometimes, well, we we can even, I mean, you can even say they got pulled, but like, yeah, but like in the same way, it's because, like, unfortunately, like we don't think as, and when I say we, I mean we as the blacks, no, right. we black people. <laughs> I'm joking, <laughs> like. <laughs> black people or and it's so because it's it's hard to encapsulate that because there's so many i feel like we're so, so many layers yes and then i feel like in a sense like there is a wider black community of black people in america and globally in the diaspora but i feel like we are so fragmented in our community and our community mm -hmm. think so like how we think as a community how we operate as a community that we definitely could do that too if we thought that mm -hmm. way and that that was ingrained in us like that was ingrained within us like you know the betterment of the the, the cloud of the group and stuff like that and i think that we don't have we don't have that in a strong sense because like there's people in places of power who are african-american or who are, yeah. who are black folks who can say like when kanye did that stuff they you know we could have tried we could have tried, you know, like when people were just like, oh, you know, he just be silly or he, he didn't take his meds or whatever. There's, I think part of that, if we look at it from a psychological perspective too, um, part of that too is a little bit of conditioning of self-hate. If we, mm -hmm. if we be real with, with ourselves, yep. like, and they're self-hating Jewish people too, but like, they didn't. And that's, they and, and that's, and that's every culture. That's every culture. Well, that's, yeah. So but we, Yep. We be hating on ourselves so hard. We do it like it's a sport. Like if you ever be on the shade room and you see people like the way that. we hate on black women, like first off, there's nothing more beautiful than a black woman. Like the way we hate on black women and we as in other black women, like we don't even go start with like 
the the hoteps and the alpha males like i'm just talking about the the pick me's and or just the like that ain't me like or you know you know i'm I, one of them's like those like we hate on each other so hard we hate on it, ourselves so hard i i i def, i wholeheartedly agree so i was having this conversation so like i my my listeners know like there's certain things and for uh unfortunately in podca- black podcast culture that are always the topic it's like the table uh who who played you who who played right. you first uh girl i'm making my plate first are you able body are you able body Really, like, the same thing. I'm not making you know, my baby. I'm, I'm not look. making my kids play first. I'm not making my nans play. And you know what? Whatever. I'm, I'm hungry. We all eating. I'll pass it to you. You can have some. I'll, I'll pass you the food, but I ain't making you no plate. Like, I mean, I'm a lie. I didn't make my man a plate before, but like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm no. Playing. But well, you can't steal from an empty cup. So make your own plate first. Say it with look, your chest. I'm, look, so, but, but I was. I, <laughs> I really feel when when, when I. I had this conversation with my guy, like so many different people. I'm like, yo, I'm like, honestly, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what's going on, like in the world when it comes to other stuff. Yes, that stuff affects us, but I'm looking at us. Like, I'm looking to my neighbor and I'm like, okay, not in a literal sense because they're not black. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm looking at y'all. I'm like, okay, so how long are we going to be able to tolerate this? You know, um, how how does Kanye West go from being the most coveted and loved and protected person Yo. in our community to this? And it's like, oh, well, his mom died. I said, my mom died. You can't, yeah, you can't. Put it it's on that. like it's love. I said, and I get it, but even in watching, I've I've said this before. Yes, Donda coddled him. I also think homeboy is on the spectrum. Yes, it could be Asperger's, but I think he's autistic. But that's neither here or there, right? But even I, if he is, that don't that don't give you a right. It doesn't, do and that's what I was going to go back right. to. It does not give him an excuse for his behavior. How his, does that uh, happen? That's a good question. But, but we, that how but does that happen? That happens, happens when no one checks you, or when people. I mean. There's a certain way to do that, though, too, because even in other cultures, like you don't have to necessarily check somebody and be all super public with it and stuff like that. I'm sure. Again, I'm not part of these circles, but I'm sure like his people try to check him. But like, honestly, that's just life. Sometimes people, you know, when you sometimes that's just your journey. Maybe this is his journey and this is where he was supposed to go. Not necessarily for him to be taught something but for us to learn something from that story so it could go either way but like you know what maybe that was just his destiny and it's it's you could say it's sad and tragic you can be like this is mind-boggling how can this happen like can, is it like r kelly can we still listen to his music like <laughs> i still got some yeezys i was wearing my yeezys the other day <laughs> okay and i okay. bought these isn't yeezys that like an oxymoron or double negative <laughs> no, no yes you can because i got some adidas shoes too and the adidas they were part of the I nazi know. party doc martens was literally a nazi person a nazi doctor so like no like you I mean, if you're going to say that, then there's a lot of fashions that Jewish people can't wear or that I can't wear. So, I mean, honestly, I tell people all the time, I was so like, we hey. shouldn't even wear nothing cotton because, you know, they used to make us pick the cotton. Like, come on. Like, how far are we going to take this? Like, okay. I'm okay, wearing so, whoa, Yeezys, whoa, whoa, guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, <laughs> like, now you're pushing it. Yeah, no, I'm um, <laughs> I'm <joking. laughs> but, um, but in reality, like, that, that, that is really when, I, when we have certain conversations or even when it comes to redefining 
the, the you know, like that and I'm, or I'm going to say dismantling the alpha male because mm. that's also one of the conversations too. be. And we don't, people don't realize when we just like we talk about like the black hotels or whatever and how actually abusive and toxic it is to people. Oh, it's so more so along the lines of like, I'm not, I'm trying to emasculate like, you know, men or anything, but it's also yeah. like creating a healthy, safe space for men and black men in particular, because now that's a conversation that I I have with some you know black men sometimes when it mm. that was a conversation recently where somebody you know I was talking and somebody was telling me how their friends were saying that they didn't know or felt felt like they couldn't be vulnerable with the person that they mm. were dating and I just was like well you know that's if you feel I was like and and, and I know it's easier said than done and maybe you feel like my logic is just that elementary mm -hmm. uh and remedial i said but i feel that if you feel like there are certain things you can't tell your partner and i understand it's we're all trying we we're all brick walls and we're, we're right, trying right. to talk them right but if you feel like you can't be vulnerable with your partner you can't release certain That's things to your partner that's what I said. I said, I Maybe don't think you should reconsider if they're really your partner. Cause and I, and that's what yeah. I said. And I, was like, I said, I don't think I said, well, has this person tried or, or are they going based off of previous experiences, which is also, I understand, but not fair to their partner. Right. Right. You can't, that. you can't, the past is in the past, but like you learn from the past, but you can't be like, okay, well, I'm not going to give you, if you're dating somebody, you gotta give somebody a new chance. If you're going to, you know, like, I, I, let's just, again, back to my point earlier, people, when you're in pain and you live yeah. in that pain versus trying to heal that pain, but you're in that pain, like living in it, letting it overtake your life, like, yeah. you can't, you can't relate and connect and you can't be a full person because you're yeah. in pain. You can't, you, you can't be who you truly are and stuff. So it comes out in ways like that. Like, I can't be vulnerable with this person or I, I don't trust anybody and stuff like that. But like, it's like. That's not saying all these people are horrible. That's more, a, you know, a reflection of your pain and where you're mm -hmm. at. It's kind of tragic that you can't be your full self because you've allowed someone else who that other person ain't hurting. <laughs> Let's be real. The people who have caused you pain in your life, they're not in pain. No. They love and lo love, live life, love, whatever, you know, whatever the three words are like they do live in their life, not you. Yeah. So. And, 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 but that also takes us on that journey of healing and, mm. you know, why, you know, whatever therapy looks like to you, whatever I'm, you know, I know we both are pro. I'm very pro therapy. Pro, pro, pro sure. therapy. Um, I understand that every person doesn't have access or are able, and that's why I yes. be, and, and so that's why that's be my issue with Kanye West. I'm like, bro, you got access. Do you know how many people want to go to therapy or be able to be medicated or get some sort of help and they don't have the access because they don't have the insurance or the mm -hmm. insurance pass. So right. I don't feel sorry for you. Um, I just you gotta I, be ready to heal people. You can have it all. You but you, if you're not yeah. healed, you, it doesn't matter. You know, I remember at one point I thought Kanye West was so cool. And I like one, I'm like, Oh, Kanye West, like, I want to be his best friend. Yeah. Like, like everybody wanted to be connected. That was like, come on. Like everybody wanted to know Kanye or just like, 
just to touch touch the the hem of his coat, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like not to say he, you know, like but for real. Girl, like, okay, hold on, hold on, wait. Get some red hot some Octobers or something like that, like just to get Girl, one, shirt, one of his shoes. Like, so, yeah. It's so funny because I was I was talking to you about like at the table when we was drinking. I'm like, yo, nobody remembers when Kanye was really trying to do like his own thing when it came to fashion, right? But because he showed leather pieces on the wrong fashion calendar, he <laughs> let it into his head, you know? And the shit wasn't like, Kanye West has always been a, a revolutionary and ahead of his time, right? For sure. And so we also know that like, what is his, he, he Gemini, so he weird. I'm a Gemini, and yeah, Geminis are weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I no, own weird. it. Like, I'm Aquarius, and you know I can't. I'm alien superstar. Okay, Beyonce is talking about me. I be paying you niggas all in dust. Okay, who gave you I? So I know I'm weird, and I I embrace it. Also, know I'm crazy. I embrace it. Embrace so, it. And so I, I I feel like the issue with a lot of things that happen, he, you know that that we're seeing in real time. Unfortunately, it circles back to a conversation that kind of leads us back to not just uh, hip hop, because there's a huge, especially with what recently happened with Takeoff and how violent things have been. Now somebody else has a cruise Trey songs of something else today. And baby, Trey songs is toxic. I believe the women. Like, I'm sorry. Don't listen. Kiki Palmer told us. Right. Yes. Listen to Kiki. Kiki don't be lying. Like, low key, she a little weird too. But like, I love Kiki. So like, she definitely is. But it's like, (laughs) she told us. And and so I'm like this, but nobody is saying anything. And nobody like, okay. So when that first, I I, I meant to tell my my friend. So crazy enough, a couple weeks ago, uh, whatever he was getting sued for, it was past the statute of limitations, so they threw it out. The right. So you know, everybody right. was like, "Oh, that means he wasn't guilty." That means right. Like, not, people... I'm like, y'all need first of all, y'all need to learn the law because that's not what that means. <laughs> exactly. So, I saw. I was driving home and I saw that advertising for like a Christmas like concert. This motherfucker is performing. I said, he well, gotta what get his checks. Know? He gotta pay off the women's. Like he gotta fight all these cases. Yeah, he gotta keep getting money. He needs and to I'm keep like, getting his and checks. How, and how? And, and and so now there's a situation that happens where he like beat some girl up, dragged her by her weave or yeah, hair. I heard about out. that. And I'm like, how is this like? Not because making- women don't like. I'm not saying we're not gonna victim shame, but like, no, we're not. it's not the women. It's just that like I I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like our culture is very heavy on celeb worship. And maybe that's why, yeah. you know, all these celebs have been able to get away with a lot of stuff. Like people have gotten away with murder, like literally, like, but like, seriously, like when you think about it, people have gotten away with a lot of stuff because we worship celebrity. Like worship. people yep. used to worship like the king and queen, like they worship the, the queen in England. Like we worship celebrity. So we have yeah. a, a real cult of celebrity type of culture and stuff like that. So like, Absolutely. You know, they didn't really do that. There's still people who would be like, R. Kelly didn't do this stuff. It's crazy, especially in Chicago. Some of these people are like, I still love R. Kelly. He didn't really do that. Girls and girls. I'm like, girl, we have video. We have video. <laughs> like, we had video 10 years ago. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say something. I, I, I feel like them parents are just as guilty. 
because it's not like the parents like it's not like these speculations but like or are they like yes. uh, he said he was yes gonna make my daughter no. a star and you know what people okay yes but at the same time even if the parents are just as guilty the child that those women are still victims and that's are, really oh that's really what the focus they are they on. need to go to jail with r kelly that's what i'm saying you take your ass to jail because you 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 allowed this to kind of we know to happen we, yeah, okay and i'm not gonna say yes erica we are the exception <laughs> we are there are there are the people in our circle and the people that we know we our minds were what further advanced like shout out to Montessori. Shout out. right <laughs> Shout out to our parents also. For real. Shout out to God just watching over us. Yeah. There's a lot of creeps in this world. Like it really is. And so I I think about it from that perspective, how how we talk about grooming and how that happens. Yeah. But it's also, I'm like, to a certain degree, your parents contributed to this because it's not like the history wasn't out there. Oh, you think this just happened one time? It it was it's it's just like the Bill Cosby conversation. Yeah, I, I think too. Like people, they might have heard that that stuff happened, but like when that's the, I think this is the thing that people don't understand about like abusers is that like the person that they are to certain people can be different. So who they mm-hmm. show to one person or one group of people could not be who they are behind closed doors and who yeah. they are to you could be very different from the person they show to somebody else so they might have heard all that stuff but they might have also been like blinded by the bling they saw this man who had all this money who was probably helping them out or made it seem like he was really forwarding these girls careers and stuff like that and like yeah like I feel like I, I, I do always feel a little weird about people who have kids who are like I don't know. I don't like. I don't know about like the whole child actor thing because I have people in my family who have who have kids who are child actors, like some of my cousins, and they're good people. And I don't. I know they're not putting their kids in no weird situations and stuff like right. that. But like, I think when you're doing it for uh, like, I'm trying to big up myself and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it can get a little weird. But like, yeah. you gotta, you yeah, you for sure have to protect your child. And sometimes that means that your child not going to blow up with this person because, yeah. you know, you have to put them in a, a good situation. But I do feel that those parents in a certain level could have been bamboozled by this man. Like, yeah. you know, so I don't want to place all the blame on the parent or saying they share equal blame with a known predator. Like, you know, they weren't like hiring their, their child out, like, yo, pay me $20,000. You can do whatever you want with her. Like, they wasn't prostituting their own child out, but I think they could have turned a blind eye to some red flags that they saw because yeah. the person he was to them, at least initially, probably was somebody who was very much on the up and up, who was super charismatic. Like, R. Kelly was super charismatic, you know, th- throughout his career. So you have somebody who, you know, they're showing you this this face of who they are this mass of who they are right right you don't know you know so i think it's tough but yeah like it's just that's that i think that's part of just like the kind of the psychology of dealing with people who are uh, abusers and stuff like that so i feel or predators so i feel uh i feel bad for the women for the parents don't feel bad for r kelly like so it's just it's just sad. It's a tragedy all around. So, it's, it, but it's like you, it's as simple as what you said earlier. Hurt people, hurt people for sure. He and was so, hurt. yeah, yeah but, he, was hurt, but he but didn't but choose he, healing. He chose to 
he chose to cover up his hurt with more pain. Yes. So yeah. and by giving his pain to other people. So now you got to deal with my pain because now I'm abusing you because I'm in pain. Like, yep. it's and, weird. and the fact that his ass can't even really, I don't think he understands. He ain't that crazy. He understands. Oh, no. He understands. He just can't read. Well, we know he's not that smart. He just can't read. He's smart. He got to be smart. He made all that music. He just, no, oh, no, he just okay. can't read. He, he just. He, when we say he can't read, what does that mean? <laughs> he can't read. That man can't read. Like there's a lot of people, girl, you don't have to read to become a millionaire. Obviously, no, this no, became no, one, no, but like no, no. okay, no. I think no. He can read, but it's like what they would consider illiterate because the average person reads at like a fifth. I don't even think honestly it's supposed to be fifth grade, but I don't think it's fifth grade anymore. I think it's like so fifth I, or something like that. Cause like yes. I work, I work in healthcare and like in Medicare, you have to put everything at it. I think it's either a fifth, I think it's a fifth or fourth re grade reading level little, or something yeah. like that, because you people. can't make it too difficult where people can't read it. So if it's not at that yeah. level, like people can't read it so you're not allowed to put out stuff that's not at a certain level so right so i think he reads it like like maybe like a first or second grade level he can't read then girl okay so <laughs> girl that's he just like what you're saying and call it and read it and be like i understand what this paragraph says like i mean you know again i don't feel sorry for the man so yeah i don't i don't feel sorry but i just i um I, I think what happens is is that we also have to remember that unfortunately, like it's really simple words mean things. So even bringing it back to like what we was talking about with Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, yeah. like Kyrie, Kyrie tweeting out a link with no words create things. Words are you know if you take it okay, let's go. We can full circle to Judaism in the biblical narrative of creation. God created the world through word, through spoken word. He said, let there be light. And there was light. He said, let there be this and be that. Boom, boom, boom. It happened. So words create worlds. Words, words create things. So when you say things that are hateful and spiteful or ignorant, you create that in the world. And I think that's yeah. part of Kyrie's thing. Like, I'm not, I don't think Kyrie's anti-Semitic, so to speak. I don't know the man. I ain't never met the man. But I think that when you post something on Twitter and either either you didn't watch the movie so you didn't know what was what what was going on. So you just put in something it was three hours. A, didn't watch it. Right. <laughs> and I, I was about to watch that movie, but then I saw it was like to rent it was eleven dollars. I'm like, this is a cash grab. I'm not gonna pay eleven dollars to rent something and fifty dollars to buy it. Like heck no. Nah. Fifty dollars to buy it. Yes, yeah, fifty dollars to buy the movie. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'll find the bootleg. Like I for sure, if I can find a bootleg, I'll watch it. But I'm, I'm also mad at Amazon for just allowing people to upload oh, shit. No, apparently. there's yeah, so much crazy stuff on Amazon. There's some weird stuff on Amazon. <laughs> like that could be a whole episode. Like, like legitimately. Ooh, but <laughs> Erica. Okay, I I'm gonna have you back. We're gonna do that. Yeah. But I think too, either he didn't watch it at all, so he didn't know, but he knew he thought that was cool. This Hebrews to Negroes, yeah, this tagline was cool, or he watched it and he either liked some of it, but he didn't believe the other parts. But even if that was true, it's like if you like some of it, but not the other parts, like that's not how the argument of Hebrews to Negroes work. Like it's not like A, B, and C is true, but D, E, and F is not true. Like, no, it's A through F. Like, 
that's the whole argument. So you can't piecemeal the argument and support a whole movie, but saying, oh, I only like A through C, this D through F stuff, I ain't with it, but y'all should watch the movie. Like, nah, like, and the stereotypes, so I haven't seen the whole movie, but I've seen screenshots of certain stuff in it. It's some very anti-Semitic stuff. Like, it's Holocaust denial is denying, again, denying okay. the identity of Jewish say. people, which is, like, weird. Like, it's just weird. Like, how do you deny the Holocaust? Which I think anybody who denies the Holocaust, y'all weird. Like, I'm not even... I'm not trying to have an argument with somebody who's crazy, who weird. Like we not come, we gotta come oh, from that's a place just of reality. Like, okay, the people, the people that do that also say dinosaurs didn't exist. So what are these bones? We gotta come from a place of reality if we're gonna have an interaction. <laughs> like th that's like people like what didn't Jay Z have a line like don't argue with the fool because from a distance no one can tell who is who. Like yeah, no boo, I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. My mama used to say, convince a fool against his will to have the same opinion still. Like, we're yeah. not doing that. If you if you don't think, if you're so deep into your denial of, like, facts, like, I'm just arguing with a crazy person. Class. So I, when he, him, B.O.B., I'm like, Kyrie, you got away with that because you someone, you were talented on the court. Right. But don't and be we, knowing we your role. Like but you know we don't be knowing like your role. I think and he, your life. But I think too, like what he's he has made those like in some of his interviews, he's like, I know who I am, I know where I'm from. Like I feel like he still hints at like he believes that like black folks are Jews and stuff like. But it's like I just think like that whole just oh, that wait, whole okay, thought process. Okay, it's weird. What's up? Okay, so we we all we also just picked apart like okay. A lot. Like the, the different levels of Judaism, right? Mm -hmm. So when you say that you think he believes that black people are Jews, or are 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 you saying like his he thinks that black people were the original Jews? I because think black he, people, we just said that black people. To, if he Jews. saw that, and he's I don't know, like you know what? I didn't watch the whole interview, but he had this one interview where he wasn't apologizing about the tweet or whatever, but he was like. Um, he was I don't basically know why saying like y'all are not going to make me seem anti-Semitic but like I know my history and I know where I come from and stuff like that which is like okay so are you saying that you believe that black people were Hebrews and then became Negroes like is that what you're saying because if you're saying that you're still purporting an anti-Semitic trope so like I don't know like I feel like still like a lot of people came out and said like I don't think he's anti-Semitic but he's still not he I, I don't know where his thought process is because he hasn't explained it um in a in death play, point he hasn't okay, said like no is, okay. i don't I, believe I black people are jewish that. i can get behind that because i'm like so i'm like because my question is to you is for you as someone that has converted to judaism like we also i i, I know you said earlier that you know they would be middle eastern which you really said that funny, by the way. It was very St. Louis of you. And I, right. I wasn't hey, East East there. Right. Thank and you. And I was like, oh my God, girl. <laughs> they from over east. They don't east side. <laughs> but okay, so I, I, I want to. So, okay. So when it goes back to the creation or evolution, mm -hmm. like, yes, yes, we have Israel. Um, I forget where Lucy was found, what part of Africa. Wasn't she found in Ethiopia? I don't know, probably like that. That area is like called the cradle of civilization. Like that's yeah, yeah probably I don't know. So honestly, but if could be. we have one race 
I, I just want to stay here. I, yeah. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not trolling. But troll. if it was just a troll, do it. If, if troll, it's one, if it's one, if, it, if initially it was one race, and we know mm-hmm. that life was, well, however you look at it, was in Africa. Yeah. What do you? Okay, so when you say that black people were not the original Jews, like, I, I, can you break that down? Because to me, well, it's for, now for, for one, Jewish people, like the first people, weren't Jewish people. Like, you know, okay. the first people in the world weren't Jewish people. Jewish people, okay. So can from you a, from you, a okay, sense so tell, of way, tell me what Judaism? Okay, let's start there. So Maybe you, if you go from the question. biblical narrative, if you go from the biblical narrative, like Adam and Eve weren't Jewish; they were the first men and women. Like yes. Abra- like Abraham, Abraham was considered the first person to walk with God in the sense that he believed in. And this is the biblical narrative from the Torah, right. like that belief that there was only one God. He didn't worship multiple gods like his father. He okay. worshipped one God. But the name Israel in the tribes, the Hebrew tribes, uh, that didn't happen until what, no, 12? 12. Yeah, that didn't happen yeah, until his that. grandson, which was Yaakov, which was Jacob. So Jacob, Yaakov, um, he, in the biblical narrative, he had a quarrel with an angel. And, the, and from that quarrel with the angel, they said, I'm changing your name. You're no longer Jacob. You're, you're Israel now. And okay. then he had the 12, he had all his kids who became the 12 tribes of Israel. Israel. So, okay, and they it. were, they were the Hebrews and stuff like that. They became these, they were the Hebrew tribes, but also you have to take it from this. this so this is further down into the biblical narrative is that Jewish people didn't receive the Torah, like the Hebrew tribes didn't receive the Torah, which is part of what makes them have this covenant with, with God. Like there's a few things that makes uh, Jewish people they, they consider parts of their covenant with uh, God. For men, it's having a, a circumcision, uh, a bris meal out on the eighth day of birth, because that was something that Abraham did when he was old. He had a, a circumcision, and that was kind of a covenant between him and God. Also, in the Torah, you know, uh, the story comes that after the Hebrews left Egypt, after they were okay. exodus from Egypt, they went into the wilderness, and they received the Torah. And that was like one of the main pieces of creating this covenant between this people and God. That's where everyone, so to yeah. speak, in that community became Jewish. So okay, then you okay. can say, okay, well, they after, like, there's different arguments of when were Jewish people Jewish people, but that's one main historical from a biblical his- historical narrative of what makes Jewish people Jewish people. Okay, so, but at that time, like, there was Egyptians when, like, they left Egypt. So I just, I just, I just wanted to... So, yeah. So, someone that wants to know, and that's why I was like, okay, wait, let me reel my question in, because it was yeah. too late. So, for the people watching and listening, they have a better understanding. So, I understand what but you're But I saying. think people who purport this narrative of Black people, and, like, they're not saying, like, they're saying Black people, like, African americans or just black people like africans too are the real jewish people they're not using that same they're not using this thought process of well all black people came from africa so they have to be all people came from africa so that means that all jewish people are are black or you know because like that's just a weird that's not like there's no scientific basis on that so what we're saying we also like i have i I have a english nobility because the english people eventually really truly came from africa like nah like no, I have a whole like, theory. I have a whole theory about the continental divide, what happens, all this. Well, stuff. yeah, there was Pangea. Like, I mean, also yeah, the Tower like, of Babel. Whole, like, I'm telling you, so it's weird. And then y'all don't think I'm like Hotepi, and I'm like, I'm not. I'm no, just, I mean, there I'm was the, the flood. Scientific. 
there was the flood like there was there's a lot of there's a whole thought process and not I'm not saying everybody in like who's an observant Jew uh, believes this, but there's a a thought process that like um, evolution is not in conflict with the biblical narrative, so to speak. We might not know all the pieces and a poly connects, but like it's not necessarily in conflict with each other and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can believe in evolution and also believe in the biblical narrative. It's not like some people like not. It's not. I'm not saying everyone does, but yeah. It's not necessarily in conflict with it. I I feel you know that's what yeah. I believe. But yeah. um, like I, I, just, I think I think that's I, I think like even when it comes to certain aspects, like when we because when we think about how, like think about dogs, like how and like even how dogs have evolved. Yeah. Like dogs used to have that little spoke thing that that chickens be having. That's or crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, the little thing. Yeah, the, the little, little. They still yeah they still have it. Like we had to remove my my uh dog's dew claw. Cause like you, you have to remove it cause he could like injure himself by getting caught on something and stuff like that. So yeah, they, they still have something like that. It's like a festival oh, bone. Yeah. I'm yeah. It like, depends uh, on the dog, but like, some yeah, of them I'm still like, have my, so I did not know that. Look at, look at the lesson that I learned today regarding dogs. Yeah. Like I did not know that. It's wild. But like, yeah, but so that's also you gotta take it back to history because like when the like there was two temples like oh my gosh hold on a second because my dog it speaking of dogs but um <laughs> one second <laughs> every time I'm like in a meeting especially when I work he's always like once I start he, he hears me talk he wants to be a part of it so he always gets all the toys that make noise that's and like wants to play with them for real like so but anyway like if you think back when the Jewish people were exiled from the land after the second temple they mm-hmm. did go to places in Africa they mm-hmm. were there's there's a historical fact that Jews went to Ethiopia that's where you got Ethiopian Jews you got Moroccan Jews you got J- Tunisian Jews you have like Jews from all over like North Africa that's why mm-hmm. even now like they have a that this group that they're discovering that's getting a little bit more um you know like media and stuff is the Igbo Jews these are Jewish people who are claiming Jewish heritage in Nigeria that's Nigeria. all the way yeah. on you know West Africa um yeah. but and they've actually done some DNA tests and some of these people actually do have some DNA linkages to to like the same linkages to say that they're part Jewish which is um which is crazy because it's like Nigeria <laughs> they're, not, they're not mixed they're not mixed they black folks they dark yeah. skinned folks and stuff but like so yeah it's true like all these tribes left and were exiled and they went all over the world. So like there's mm-hmm. people in China and Asia who in India who have Jewish ancestry and connection and stuff like that. So like it's everywhere, but you can't be like, well, ah, oh, you can't be like, like, but these people are not Jewish or these people are, are, are white and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. just weird because like, I feel like you're just discounting the, the, breath of the flower that is jewish people and stuff okay, so, yeah. so but yeah there's true that they're they're black jews not from my perspective of being a, a convert to judaism there are black people who are jewish just because they have they have a a, a masora which means a connection to judaism like there's yemenite jews people from yemen like there's all these different cultures of jewish people yeah, that jewish gets people. like my doula one of my good friends her family's Mor- was her mother was Moroccan and her father was Iraqi Jewish people. Yeah, and uh, and Orthodox I know a Jewish lot of people, uh, Armenian Jews. Her family's from Morocco, so it's yeah. like, are you saying she 
she's not really Jewish because you know so it's just it's just weird vibes when you try to you try to assert your identity by denying others their identity like that's to me yeah that's that's the part that gets I'm like and but also I said what in hindsight was funny even about the Kyrie Irving situation it's just like I'm like I find it strange that you guys are all capping and, and speaking up for this person when we have somebody that is loudly saying anti-black things to us, and we just be like, oh, he just crazy. So I'm like, I said, yes, they can coexist, but it's like they can't go hand in hand. So you can't say that this person is on his loony bin or now you want to speak up and cave for this person. Right. He said that. For years, he's been saying things that have been detrimental to the very right, or just like other people. But I, again, I think it goes back to the whole thing of like we we hate on ourselves a lot as an yeah. individual. Then we hate on the other in within our community. So like it's hard for us. It's hard for Black people sometimes to take account of or hold other people in our community accountable because yep. Then we have to hold ourselves accountable for our own self hate. Yeah. And that's tough because then that hits home. So it's yep. so much easier to be like, nah, they crazy. Are he tripping? You know, no. It's easier yeah. to be like that versus being like, no, that was wrong. We need to hold this person accountable. You know, think about how long it took for us to hold R. Kelly accountable. We knew back when we was kids, R. Kelly was a weirdo. He was peeing on yeah. girls. And like, we, he just now getting his reckoning. Like, yeah. It's, which I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier about the psychology of, um, of self hate and just like, being you know not being not being healed so we can't i don't say we can't but we don't we don't because i I, I think because of the history to a certain degree and it's it doesn't even logically make sense uh the history of uh turning the other cheek in our our culture like no snitching so like we glamorize not snitching when something bad happens to each other and i know people like it's so many people that i know that were molested you know and and you know i know people that have told and nothing has happened but it's like what you told me to tell you and when i told you you don't do anything you don't do anything about it you say it's my fault or it's just yeah or and it's like well i told i'm like no like but so it it decreased it, it creates this weird space of like i'm tired of us allowing certain things to like you know, fly by and like, yeah, yeah, it's and so weird. I'm like, yeah, it, it's it's really it's really weird, and I think it, that's the conversation. I'm like, okay, so yeah, the, I'm like the issue. I said, like, what's happening here is that you're seeing a community stick together, and so we don't know what that's like, and so we have right. experienced that we don't even niggas niggas will say we we look look at Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Like Mar- Mar- Malcolm X was killed at the hands of his own people, so that's so what was I Malcolm. Yeah, like, yeah. both of okay, them. Okay, so we ain't gonna talk about Jesse Jackson today, okay? <laughs> I do not like Jesse. Je- I am not a Jesse fan. Jesse, yeah. is girl, so a scammer. So- Jesse's a scammer. Oh yeah, he he's Sean King. So uh okay, and people still ride for Sean King, which is so weird. Maybe he's a scammer, a hundred percent. Like so, I just I think that it's also 
it's it's us finding that sense of belonging and getting back to basics when it comes to us because you think about okay. think about like the neighborhood watch and, and things that were put in place to look after each other and think about how how we had travel guides created when we we you know people didn't know so that's part of the, the argument of like was segregation still po- good for like the black community because then we had Maybe. to be together because we couldn't be we couldn't be with the others so we had to love ours because that's all yep. we had and stuff and like yep. my grandmother taught in segregated schools in kentucky when she was a teacher back in the day before segregation was illegal okay and she told me like you know what it was different and she's like i don't want to say she's like in certain ways it was better because you know you knew that these teachers love these kids and they wanted these kids to succeed because these were their kids. These, mm-hmm. you know, these were little black kids. These was our next generation, our, you know, next and greatest generation. But you go from that to going and you're getting taught by somebody who might not even like you as a race, maybe not you yeah. individually. They don't definitely don't see you as equal to them. How are you yeah. going to teach somebody a hundred percent and teach them, you know, well, if you don't even like who they are? and stuff and you're being forced to teach them so like in a sense yeah like there was because we had to be together we had to look out for each other even admit but i would want to live in segregation (laughs) like i'm not saying i want to go back to that but we had to have that sense of strongness of community and that's what that's what jewish people have had because in every culture that they've been in in every country and every civilization every Wherever they've been, they've always been a minority. They're 100% still minority today. They're a micro minority in a lot of senses, but they had to stick together. And sticking together is like the synthesis of what makes them who they are. And it's yeah. not meaning they all agree because Jewish people don't all agree. Like there's always multiple opinions. Like that's the whole interpretation of the tour. There's like so many different interpretations of it because people don't get along, but we're going to ride for each other. Like you can't. You can't, I cannot like my brother, but you better not say nothing about my brother. Like, that's how they, that's just how they, that's how you, that's how anybody should be. And it's, it's a shame that when we see this group of people, you know, exhibit qualities that we low key kind of wish we had that we hate on that versus trying to emulate that in our own self. So it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It kind of fills me with a little bit of sadness to see like that, but it's, it's also like, it, I hate to use the phrase. It is what it is, but it 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 is the it's a fact. You know, this is yeah. what's you know, this is what's uh, happening in the streets, as they say. So it's yeah, it's a it's a lot of work that we have to do and that needs to get done. It's and a lot I of think unlearning and a, a lot, lot of reshaping. Of unlearning. Yep. And it's a uh-huh. lot of healing the self hate that we have for ourselves. Yeah. That we have to we can't heal as a community until we heal as an individual. You got to, the love charity starts at home. You got to love at home and heal your home. Then you can heal your block. Then you can heal your city. Then you can heal your state. You you know, you got to go from the micro to go to the macro and stuff. And, you know, I think part of the problem sometimes with social media is that you can go straight to the macro because you can post a comment on somebody's, you know, on an Insta story or, you know, or somebody's, you know, uh, your posts and stuff. And now you're just arguing with somebody hundreds of miles away. And it's just weird because it's like, you're not doing anything to actually change the situation, but you have a voice, which, yeah, it's a lot more I can say there, but yeah it's wild yeah Yeah. uh you know being i i I definitely understand that being a kid that uh background is in you know journalism and stuff and 
understanding how media works and social media and being able to decipher what's real from what's fake and mm-hmm. you know uh being you know like to me yes like social media has you know made the world smaller but it's also to a certain degree like you're really dumber. seeing how people <laughs> I was like, well, I ain't gonna say make them dumb. Or you seeing how dumb people are, right? But like, you know, if people aren't like you, they don't have a degree. Like these, are a lot of people, they got no degrees. They like, a lot of people do, don't, and, 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 and that's not even. But that's even crazy because it's like that's not even like the bread and butter. It's just like not you know, like not me trying to one up somebody, but it's just like understanding how the system really works, and some people don't understand how that works and what they say and some people mm. do Kanye West is one of the people and so is Kyrie Irving that understands how that works and mm-hmm. understands that they, they their voices because they are public figures and they're A-list public figures it rings loud but then it comes down and it trickles and it's just like I was like man why are we going to be some dumbass that's trying to make us look bad like right I'm like and I don't give a like- shit about Right, you're not exactly like it's like you saying all this anti-Semitic stuff is not building up black people. It's not a rally and cry for black people to get yeah. o- get together and get along and to make our lives better. Not you just like you said, he put hate. this out there and you didn't say anything else after that. I was just like, I love everybody. <laughs> Hell, okay, Shay, do you love that kid that that first kid that you had? Ooh. That white girl. Oh, <laughs> you talking about Kyrie? Like that's a whole other story. Cause like I always said that he low key is a hotep, but like he is like and not even low key. He's not low key a hotep, but like I think he also is like he's a colorist because he only dated light skinned women. Like, like let's put it out there. Like, all but see a lot of like, people. But it goes like you said the self hate and then unlearning, like assimilation white supremacy what that looks like what what standards of beauty look like and just in ingraining that meant like erasing that engraved you know the things that have been engraved in our mind right. like you know and i and oh baby I, it's, a it's a lot like we're gonna have to have you like have it back where it's a series I'm where, down, we, man. Let where me know. we break it down like a lot of stuff because I haven't even dived into like it, it comes up the colorism situation that happens, but I don't even think people realize how on a global scale, how white supremacy has created this space of colorism amongst every yeah, like, community you know, in the world. That, like we, I mean, I feel like sometimes black black people support white supremacy harder than white supremacists <laughs> like if you break Thank it down you. in certain ways like we be riding for the white supremacist stereotypes and thoughts harder than some of them be so yep. and once you realize wild. it's all it's all a game and it's like a, a dangerous game a unhealthy game that we play it's toxic it, it, it it's it's really toxic it's it's really toxic, so toxic. And, and unfortunate but uh erica uh I appreciate you. Anytime, or, man. This was so we're nice. Call you so, Erica. So, Erica. <laughs> yeah, you call me. You call me Erica. It's okay. Uh, I I just really appreciate you coming here because I've been. I'm like I've been trying to get you on. You was like after I had this baby, I was like I want to get on. But yeah, the baby, I ain't even on your ass breaking. But okay. <laughs> keep this stuff under so, wraps. <laughs> like, uh, 
just man, it like this was very healthy and shed a lot of insight because I, I felt like some people really just really didn't understand what was happening. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, this needs to come from a face of a person that looks like us, but that is in the community that understands it, that has done the work, that has learned, that's taken the time to really, and like you said, it's it's an ongoing process. Yeah, for process. sure. Yeah, for sure. And then too, for me, unlearning, like I'm, I'm still black first. I'm most deaf, black on both sides. Like I'm still, when you see me, you don't see me in the streets. Like that's a Jewish lady. You see, that's a black lady. Like, so yeah. I, like, I still live within that reality and that's who I am. I'm not, you know, I'm not like going to front, like I'm not who I am and stuff. So it, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to come back and chat with you. You know, this was, this was just nice just catching up with you and chat. It's always, I feel like every time I connect with you, it's like no time has passed. Like it really ever. is. <laughs> so that's one of the beautiful things I like about real friendships that I have. It's like when you have a friend, it's like, it doesn't matter how many times I talk, but whenever I do talk, it's like, I just pick up where y'all left off. So yeah, this was lovely. Yeah. I uh, truly like truly, truly appreciate it. Um, and I also, you know what? I, this is the last question that I have, and then I'm gonna let Shout you out. leave. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, the dog, the dog is not gonna let me live. I got right. I, gotta I think got like two toys over here that I took from him. He's he look all sad. <laughs> so. Um, being that you are black and converting, you know, you converted. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like, you know, as a black woman? And, you know, now you're going Ooh, to that's a whole other episode. But like, okay, it wasn't, all right, you know, honestly, <laughs> the Chicago community, because I've only lived in the Chicago Jewish community. And I can only right. say beautiful, nice things about this community. This community is like a world class community. It's so many beautiful people who just have loved me as if I was their own child, who okay. have, you know, taken me in, who never... And it's not, I hate the people's like, I don't see race. Cause like, that's a lie. You see yeah. people, you see color, you see race, stop yeah. lying. But like, they have not, they have not, you know, it's just like, it's genuine. It's like genuine love. And I really feel that in this community. And um, yeah. yeah, there's been instances, not necessarily here in Chicago, but like when I've traveled, um, particularly like in New York and stuff like that, where I've been met with some people who are a little, I wouldn't call it racism. Cause people have definitely never like treated me weird because they saw me as a black person in a Jewish space, but there was a little ignorance. And I think that was more so because just like we're not, we as in black people aren't exposed to a lot of other cultures. They're not exposed to a lot of other cultures. So it's a place of ignorance when you don't have the knowledge or the experience base to say that like, I've had experience with other people. So I don't know where to, you know, call my information about this group. So that has happened, but it I, okay. it never was a place. And I can only speak from my experience because I know other people who are people of color who have been in Jewish spaces have had different experiences and they might have had some painful experiences and I don't want to invalidate that. But for me, it's never been a place where I felt, um, I felt like somebody was doing something to me or treating me bad because I was black. And there's definitely been instances where there's people I don't like but it's people I don't like because they weird and or I don't like them because of who they are. But it's never been like, oh, I think that they're being racist to me. Like, nah. And then two, it's like, who am I? Like, I'm little old me. Like, you know, I'm just in my corner doing my thing. So it's like, I don't need to be friends with everybody, but I have my certain group of people here that I, I love and who love me. And I really feel, I feel very integrated um, in a sense, which is kind of, I don't know, 
that's a kind of a weird word when you think of like integration with like you know race relations or whatever but like I'm talking about integrated as far as being someone who wasn't born Jewish and raised Jewish being a part of this community I feel like I really have a place here and I feel like I'm not treated as if I'm like some alien in the community like I'm just I'm one of the people and I get love like that and it's it's such a beautiful thing and I don't know if it'll be like that if I move to another community hopefully it will be but here in Chicago man you need to get you one of these <laughs> and some chicken salad it's a Chicago Jewish community <laughs> like oh they're God. beautiful people it's some of the most just loveliest people I've ever met and I've learned it's so beautiful because I've seen like being a part of this community and see how people treat their families how people interact with their spouses and their kids and stuff like that and that's mm-hmm. I think that's in a lot of different Jewish communities but here's just like it's just such a beautiful thing like yeah. and it, you know I would do it all over again because I, I it definitely feels very much worth it so I appreciate that and I again I appreciate you stopping by and giving us some of your valuable time um and I just I want to I want to show you this before we go okay so this is my prom picture I remember him what was his name that's Bert so I did not go with Bert I did not go to prom with Bert uh y'all Bert Bert snuck into prom he did not buy a ticket uh (laughs) that's a whole nother story within itself and so we just took a picture together i did not have a day i was serious and the first picture i even took was with uh some other people so i have a a a photo that's you know me and oh my gosh i might have a picture of tyrone in his photo album actually now that we pull it out photos and then uh yeah so I just wanted to show y'all what prom was like. And that's my real hair. That was the first time I ever had fake nails, which oh I got gosh, in trouble. Prom was the first time I had a sew it and I had some weave. It was, <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But guys, I just want to remind y'all that we have, uh, you know, like the promo code for slide jewels. I have my, I though I have a hoodie on, I do have my necklaces, my necklace on one of them. And that code is St. Angeles at checkout. That's S-A-I-N-T-A-N-G-L-E-S. And all this information will be in the description of the show as well as businesses, guys. Uh, Okay. So with that being said, support of a full black business. I just am a brand ambassador. Um, my own no. get them candles because I love my candles that I yeah, have. Yeah, I, I, I gotta give me some more. Uh, well, I will be sure to let you know uh, to send you the promo code because I'm doing a promo for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Um, so be sure to check that out as well. And uh, don't forget, I was featured on a rewatch podcast for King of the Hill. Um, and they all have, they currently have a promo code. So in order to get the promo code, you have to listen to the episode that I'm featured on, on King of the okay. Hill. They are currently doing the rewatch for season three. And we just talk about my love of King of the Hill. Oh, so I you're a super it. fan. I'm a super fan. <laughs> I'm a super fan. Like if they bring it back, like make me a neighbor. Like, like you <laughs> had the super new phones, like get a black neighbor, like maybe, or maybe right. I could live a pat a corner or something. Right, know? right. So, uh, but yeah, so they do have, they currently have a discount code. Um, and in order to obtain that discount code, you have to, uh, check out the podcast. Cause I also am doing a nine week stretch, uh, of sponsorship. Wow. So yeah. 
Wow. So, I'm you know, we're trying think. to make money. We're trying yes. to make, make it pop. Do it. Pop. Like the, the, the vase back here. Make right. It okay. <laughs> if only. If only Shut my, up. I need to get my right. like this. Okay. You need your BBL or you going to do it by squats? <laughs> Listen, I need, no, I need to take my fat ass to the gym. Okay. I can't, <laughs> I can't walk up the steps, Erica, without being out of breath. Say. My ass will be. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, it's no point in getting a BBL if I ain't going to be right. Paved, if it's, right. If it's just going to go back, right. <laughs> it's like, going to get reabsorbed. Like, like, no, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. But yeah, y'all um, be sure to like, subscribe and share the podcast. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. And we're just trying to get better with time and, you know, get this monetized yes. and keep it moving. And yes. uh, Erica, do you want to tell the people where they can follow you? I mean, I'm really pretty much just on Instagram at for show underscore Shauna um, at Instagram. So you can follow me there. I post. It's really a, a fan page for my daughter at this point. But sometimes I post pictures of other stuff. But yeah, um, I used to have a podcast of my own um, with me and two of my best friends. This was a, long, a while ago. We stopped before the pandemic. So hopefully may, uh, maybe we can start back up. I got to convince them. But yeah, shout outs. Find me on Instagram, guys. So don't troll me. <laughs> don't come for me, Hebrew Israelites. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> right. I'll be here next week. <laughs> right.